G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. So this time of year, we're all preparing for Easter. And this is a wonderful opportunity this year to really get into all sorts of ways that you can represent that week in the lead up to the crucifixion of Christ and then his resurrection on Easter Sunday. There's one outfit that's been doing something very special for the past 30 years and they're about to launch this year's season on the 1st, 2nd, 7th and 8th of April. It's called the Mugara Passion Play. Good to have back in the studio with us today special guests, Costi Simons, who was a founder of the Mugara Passion Play, Mary O'Neill as part of the current committee, and Ray Whelan is back with us too. He played the part of Christ for the first two seasons. Let me come to you first, Ray. Playing the part of Christ in the first two seasons of a passion play, uh, the spirituality, uh, the way you dress, the way that everyone's looking at you, you're the central figure, challenging things. And I want to ask you, though, when you're getting to the crucifixion scene, how do you feel when you are, in a dramatised way, uh, being arrested, Uh, whipped, nailed to the cross. Give us your impression here of what it's like to play Christ in a passion play. Very scary to start with. Um, Yes, it uh, brings your whole Christian upbringing home to you. Um, You know, I was brought up in a Christian home. I I can uh, go through most of the Bible stories with you, but when you've got to learn the parts, you've got to walk the walk, do what has to be done. It's an entirely different, different life you're walking in. You're walking in somebody else's shoes, and that's the, the hard, part, hard thing to do. Now, it's a while since you played the character of Christ. You were Christ in the first two seasons of the Mugara Passion Play. Whenever you see some of those stories that come out of Southeast Asia, places like the Philippines, where Christ in their depictions of the passion, oftentimes there are people who are actually being nailed to a cross. Does that ever touch you? Yes, it makes you think. At least when we did it, we uh, I was able to work out the the uh, nails and whatever for myself, so it all fitted me. Um, um, we had to go through all the, the spear in the side, the whole thing. Um, yeah, it took a bit of doing, um, takes a bit of bit of putting up with at times, a bit of getting used to, yes. Is this a dramatic time, uh, 30 years of this production, around about the same times, the sun is starting to go down, uh, is the crucifixion scene happening after the sun is gone? Yes, the crucifixion uh, sort of gets to seven, a bit after seven o'clock by that stage. Uh, you've got to remember the first time we did it, we did it in August, which was uh, considered the driest time of the year because we didn't want rain although that didn't eventuate properly either. Um, one night we had a mad storm. with uh, I had lightning behind me. No rain, but I had uh, mad lightning behind me, which um, different ones out in the audience said really looked spectacular. Um, yes, it's pitch black 
it's full dark by that stage and you're only working with the lighting you have there. Mary, is there a music track that is playing that creates atmosphere for the audience? Yes, there is, Neil. Uh, it's a great atmosphere. I was just listening to Ray talking about um, the darkness and the second half of the play is always performed in darkness and so it just adds to the visual spectacle because we have the uh, the fire torches and um, as the passion's proceeding, uh, it's dark, the moon starts to rise because it's Easter, of course, it's a full moon. Uh, it, it really is a stunning spectacle. It's and very... we do use a lot of lighting uh, and sound effects to try to add to the atmosphere. The dramatisation of the story of the cross... Uh, this is something, Costi, has been close to your heart. In fact, you wrote the original Mugara Passion play. How did you come about to choose the sorts of scenes that you'd want in the Passion play and how they'd fit in with staging it at Mugara? Look, it was such a long time ago now that my memory doesn't serve me very well anymore. But, of course, there are some key scenes which, of necessity, have to go in and because we start to play with Christ's baptism uh, and then that's followed not very long after by the scenes when uh, Jesus changes the water into wine. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we get the scenes bef- later on uh, before Pilate, etc., the scourging, uh, and then the walk to Calvary and, of course, the cross itself and the raising of the cross, which is all... A very, very moving experience to actually participate in that and see it. And, um, but of course, the most important, I think, scenes are subsequent to the cross when Jesus is actually resurrected and he comes down to the Sea of Galilee and he sees the men out fishing and he asks them, Have you caught any fish? And they say no. And he says, well, try the other side of the boat. <laughs> and, of course, they get a, a whole heap of uh, fish without any trouble at all. But in the meantime, uh, Simon Peter has recognized the person on the beach. And so he says, it is the Lord. And then he rips off his outer garment and he actually jumps into the Sea of Galilee. And, of course, it's one of the big scenes in our play. People really love it, you know. They, there's always a gasp from the audience when that happens. I'm wondering how you organise the fish to get into the net. <laughs> <laughs> hey, these things are exciting to reenact. And as you say, there are moving moments through the Mugara Passion play what sort of reactions do you get from audiences? Is there an emotional uh, way that people can become caught up in the scene, given that there is a, a you know a build-up in a lot of people uh, at the Easter season? Yes, I, I do believe that people are very awestruck in many instances, uh, and certainly we've actually had people converted to Christianity as a result of having uh, watched the Mugra Passion play. So we've really had the whole gamut of uh, spiritual experience as a result of the play. And uh, it's one of the, uh, I think, one of the things that really keeps us going, the fact that people take away so much of the spirit of the Lord.
Our 30th anniversary this year, come back to, to Ray, who played Jesus in the first two seasons. Uh, Ray, you were also part of, you know, helping to make the sets and, uh, you know, you were there in preparation. And when you first started out, there wasn't much to work with. Uh, it came together, though. Yeah, there wasn't much to work with, but we had a, a lot of uh, very enthusiastic, enthusiastic people. Um, my wife actually did costumes as, as well. Um, one of the stories that Mary alluded to before was uh, we needed a shed for acting in and um, none of us had any money to spare. And I rang a shed company and they said they had built a shed for some people who had never paid for it and hadn't picked it up. They said, if you want to pay for it, you can have it. I never had any money. Um, a mate of mine who had never been inside of a church, I don't think, he uh, turned up at home one night and I was telling him what was happening. He said, oh, I've sold some cattle. He said, I've got $4,000 sitting there and it was $4,000 for the shed. And um, so he gave it to me. Wow. And um, after we'd done that first season and done the, did the money count on what was there, I think, I think we had about $4,020. So we were able to give him his $4,000 back. And uh, yeah. Now, does the show go on rain, hail or shine? Mary, you're in charge. You're on the committee this year and uh, people will be looking to you, no doubt, for some direction as to what happens. You know, when we hear from Ray that he's been getting nailed to the cross and there's lightning in the background, what happens? Is there, you know, if the weather is too inclement, do you have to change direction? What's the plan? I don't think that we've ever had to change direction. I don't know what that says, but um, I don't. We've never had to cancel uh, a performance of the play in thirty years. I can remember on one occasion when the entire audience was sitting under umbrellas. They didn't go. They didn't move. They just wanted to be there for the remainder of the play. It was really quite beautiful. If you go back to the original, would they have cancelled the crucifixion back in the old days? Uh, no, they probably wouldn't have cancelled it. And, uh, so, but this is the thing. This time of year, for the 1st, 2nd, 7th and 8th of April, usually perfect conditions for a play like this. So it's not always the case that, you know, you can never say never, but uh, usually you've got beautiful conditions, haven't you, Mary? Yes. Um, it's You know, the real heat is gone. Um, and as I was saying before, we have the full moon, which just makes a beautiful backdrop. The whole, the whole uh, we call our site the Lake Theatre, and the whole environment of the Lake Theatre, beside Lake Mugara, the Sea of Galilee, we even have uh, the River Jordan uh, running down so that we can realistically enact the scenes with John the Baptist and the boat on the lake with the fishermen. It... It just is a perfect setting. You're drawing players from all over the scenic rim. That's the area just into southeast Queensland, southern southeast Queensland, a beautiful part of the world. Let me just ask you one more quick question, Costi. The effect on the community, on those towns, that there are regulars that come out and they watch this passion play. Is there something here that, you know, binds people together, that... Uh, that that is something special in the community discipleship of around your your region? Well, yes. Uh, once they had a reputation as being part of a Bible belt, there was 
an extraordinary number of churches in our Fassifern area, uh, and uh, I believe that, that a lot of that spirituality is still extant. Um, and I believe, too, that's why the Lord showed me that star, Venus, which was very low over the horizon when I was in Ipswich, and it was pointing directly to Buna. So that is why when I came back from Spain, because I, I was only away for about a month from Australia, then I was back again looking for a suitable site, and that was in that area of the Fassifer. Well, I don't think there's any lack of places for people who want to be a part of the audience at the Mugara Passion Play. It's on the 1st, 2nd, 7th and 8th of April. A 5pm start, gates open at 3. Here's the website to get the details, mugarapassionplay.org.au. How do you spell Mugara? M-O-O-G-E-R-A-H. MugaraPassionPlay.org.au. Costi Simons, the founder, Mary O'Neill on the current committee, and Ray Wheeland, who played the part of Christ for the first two seasons. Thank you so much for being part of 2020 today. Thank you. Thanks, Neil. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.